Hallmarkies podcast. We're so excited to be here. We have a special uh, bonus interview and I am Rachel and Amber's here. Hello, everybody. Yeah, and, and we have a special guest. Uh, Catherine Disher is here from The Good Witch. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Amber. I'm Catherine Disher and I play Mayor Martha Tinsdale on Good Witch. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure. Yeah, so um, we'd like to ask uh, uh, our guests to introduce uh, their, yourself and uh, tell us what inspired you to become an actor. Wow. Um, yeah, We're, we so go long. pretty deep pretty fast. <laughs> <laughs> I was born in England, but I was raised in Montreal. I'm Canadian. And uh, I have been acting Ever since I can remember, I, I got into it in middle school and high school. I was very shy. I, I still am sort of weirdly shy, uh, although I've overcome uh, a lot of it. But uh, And um, I realized that I could make people laugh. And so that's really what started it. I got into it doing debating in uh, middle school. And I was really good at the improv debates. I've always sort of been good at improv. So I ended up going to high school in New Hampshire, a boarding school, Phillips mm -hmm. Exeter Academy. And uh, I had this fabulous acting teacher there. And uh, then I came back to Canada and I went to McGill and I did tons of student run theater, although I was an English lit major. And then um, I went to the National Theater School of Canada mm -hmm. and uh, then moved to Toronto and I've been acting ever since. <clears throat> what is it you like about acting, about taking on a role? Thanks. Um, you know, I remember as a kid, I was always sort of making up stories in my head. And my son did this when he was younger, too, I noticed. He would get in trouble at school for sort of talking to himself and singing to himself. And uh, I don't know, it was, um, it's a way, uh, I think, for shy people, too. It can be a way of becoming someone else. Mm -hmm. And it, it feels more comfortable in some ways. I feel that way with animation. I do a lot of animation as well. And I sort of feel like, you know, I can't really sing in real life, but I can sing in animation when I'm, you know, using a different voice or a different character. And uh, so, yeah, it, it, now it just, I don't know how to do anything else now. So now I'm stuck with it. <laughs> so I, I wanted to ask about your animation. You talked about your voice work. And uh, so how what's your process for like coming up with a voice like Jean Grey or, uh, you know, Sailor Moon characters or things like that? Like, how do you, how do you go about kind of coming up? Finding with their voice. voice? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah. It's, you know, I, I didn't, uh, in theater school, they never mentioned, they barely mentioned television in theater school and nobody certainly ever mentioned animation. And I, I remember my very first job, it was terrifying. I auditioned and I, got the part and it was on a cartoon called Beetlejuice based on the movie, I guess, years ago. Yeah. And I was cast as one head of a two headed monster. And I got <laughs> in the studio and I didn't know anything about microphones or the process. And I was terrified. And they put me in the studio with the guy named Ron Rubin, who was a fantastic voice actor who was playing the other head. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And he immediately, you know, did five or six voices into the mic and about seven impressions and made the sound of a door opening and said, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? And I thought, oh, my goodness, I'm in the wrong place. <laughs> uh, and it took me, you know, kind of years to get over that. But I, I think for me, I need to see a picture. I need a picture mm-hmm. of the character. You can give me all the descriptive language you want. But until I see a picture, you know, I mean, if if it's got a sort of a nose and you can, you know, have your character based on the nose or whatever, you know, you, mm-hmm. you build it for me physically first. And that's why uh, I remember doing a cartoon years ago and they filmed us doing it and they tried to show it to me later. And I said, I, I really don't want to see this <laughs> because it, for me, it's a really physical process and it's a yeah. very uh, involving, energetic, physical process. It's exhausting. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I, I was wondering, uh, like you've done a lot of children's programming, uh, like Richard Scarry's and the Franklin and things like that. And I was wondering, is that like, was that weird for your son to like hear your <laughs> voice like coming out of a cartoon? Well, you know, I, I, I was a little embarrassed about doing cartoons as an actor in the early days. I sort of felt that it was this secret thing that I did. And when I had my son and he finally got to sort of kindergarten age and went to school, uh, I realized that, you know, he was telling everyone that his mother was Jean Grey and his father, his dad actually played Professor X on the X-Men. Oh, And I I realized I was, yeah, I was a bit of a hero. (laughs) And so he, he would go into comic book stores and tell the poor clerks behind the desk that, you know, this is my mother, she's Jean Grey. And they would just fall apart behind the desk. So... He really enjoyed that. And, I, you know, it's funny for Jean Grey, people used to make fun of me, the other actors, because she's a telepath. Yeah. I, I sort of have a gesture, I think. I, I unconsciously sort of acquire a gesture that kind of gets me into the character. And for Jean Grey, I had to hold my hands to my head on either side of my headphones, you know, to sort of, because I was a telepath. And they all mm-hmm. used to laugh at me. And now that's just <laughs> the main thing they do in the live action movies. So you, you're a trailblazer. <laughs> Uh, I mean, interestingly enough, the guys who wrote X-Men, that that cartoon, have written a book, and uh, it's it's sort of to acknowledge the 25th anniversary, and hearing the stories, I mean, a lot of the the director of the the initial X-Men movies sort of based the movies on their cartoon as opposed to the comic books, because they really, they were given a lot of free reign in that cartoon, it was honestly the best written cartoon I've ever done, it was, Mm -hmm. you know, it had depth of character, and it had morality and ethical dilemmas and it was great i think it puts the personally i think it puts the movies to shame like there's been a couple some of them maybe good but that show is so good i love it it is right in the the like uh writing competition with batman the animated series both of those are so good uh i i agree i think the writing was excellent and they're actually going to come to toronto for a book launch in august and they're going to get all the original together and we're gonna do a panel oh that'd be awesome i don't think i can fit into my x-men jacket anymore though that's oh i'll look forward to seeing that that would be awesome (laughs) because i've always figured like it must be the coolest thing to have a parent that's a voice actor because like man they read you your your bedtime stories it would just be like the coolest thing ever (laughs) (laughs) well for a while i remember him saying to me can you just read it, Mum? 
acting at all the parts but he's actually a voice actor too he started when he was about six or seven sort of accidentally and uh he's done voice work as well and he still does it (laughs) you could have like twisted tunes just in your own dinner like (laughs) three of you doing voices (laughs) i know we're always trying out voices it's fun cartoons are fun you know that's the basic thing about them the people who do them it's about when you're in, as an actor, you know, in a TV show, you're somewhat restricted. You have to do the lines as they're written or ask mm-hmm. permission to change. But in a cartoon, they want you to be funnier than the material. So they enjoy it. They want you to bring stuff and bring yeah. ideas. And you have to be able to really be prepared to make a fool of yourself and move on, you know, if it doesn't work. Yeah. I love animations. So it's my, it's my uh, other love next to um, Hallmark. And, uh, and I just, I don't know. I just love the artistry and the world building and the, uh, I, I don't know. I just love it. So that, that's really, really cool. Uh, that, uh, <laughs> that you, you get to do, uh, you get to do all the voice work. Do you prefer, like, do you have a preference of voice work over live action or are you kind of like doing both? <laughs> well, um, I, you know, I love doing television series and, and of course they pay better. Um, I mean, cartoons, <laughs> Cartoons pay, you know, in terms of, of working day for an actor, they pay quite a bit, uh, although you, you know, and but the best part about cartoons is you get to wear your comfy shoes and mm-hmm. no makeup. And I can walk in and do my part, you know, generally in 45 minutes or sing a little song or so it's, it's very different than a sort of grueling 16 hour day when you're getting up at 430 in the morning or sometimes even earlier. Yeah. Uh, you know, to, to do an on camera, it's, it's, it's exhausting, frankly, at my age, I keep thinking, Oh my, I don't know how long I can keep doing this. Um, it's, it's very exhausting. It's very rewarding in many ways. And it's much more social because in mm-hmm. animation, you're really going in. Usually there are, there are occasionally group records at X-Men. We used to group record, which was ridiculous. They'd uh, for a while, they'd stuff eight of us in that room and people were allowed to smoke inside the studio back then. That tells mm-hmm. you how long ago that was. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I would. Well, that, that could probably help you get like a certain quality to your voice. I, I, I maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I've had my son. I think in between seasons or while we were shooting, uh, while we were recording X Men, I had to ask people not to smoke in the studio. I remember oh thinking about that a few weeks ago, and and they actually marvel. They gave us jackets at the time, and I was pregnant, and so they. I didn't know if it was going to be a boy or a girl, and they they gave me a little tiny baby jacket that says baby x on it oh um, i know it's adorable my son wants to sell it on ebay no don't <laughs> keep it forever what are you thinking <laughs> i know that's what i tell him he's like we could get a lot of money for it on ebay yeah but we could keep more memories by having it <laughs> <laughs> that's well he has no memories but that's true <laughs> Well, I guess we should start talking about something Hallmark related. Um, <laughs> I, I could talk about this animation, the whole interview. So. But uh, um, so you started, I think your first project with Hallmark was, was The Good Witch. I, I, yes, it was. The, the, the first movie, yeah. Yeah. And because I'd seen you done some Lifetime stuff, but I hadn't seen any from Hallmark. And so that was uh, t- in 2008. I believe 
Uh, I know. It's maybe. 10 years ago. We've been doing this in one form or another for 10 years. It's amazing. It's crazy. Crazy. So I'm assuming that since you guys have, you know, been together that long, that the chemistry between the, the main cast, the cast that's been there since the beginning is pretty great, right? I mean, you wouldn't want to work with oh, someone yeah. for 10 years. <laughs> no, you know, Catherine, Catherine is a lovely person. I, I've never, and I, I tell her this because I, I feel like, she's number one in the call sheet and I've worked on so many shows where number one on the call sheet is not such a great person to work with or mm -hmm. throws their weight around mm -hmm. and thinks because they're number one that you know people should treat them with deference or whatever and Catherine is not like that at all and she is just she really sort of sets the tone in 10 years I've never even seen her get you know maybe slightly irritated at something but literally never she's she's such a great presence to have on set and uh, she's just a lovely person. Mm. Yay, that's so good to hear. Because I, <laughs> I <know>. joke, <laughs> we, we joke that I'm Team Catherine Bell uh, on the podcast <laughs> because I really enjoy her. And uh, I think I've liked her uh, throughout uh, going, I like to Army Wives and, and Jag. And so that's good to hear that she's not a diva. Oh, not at all. Not at all. And she's always, you know, whenever whenever I do scenes with her she's so present and she's so and we laugh and um you know she's she's a very uh and she's very smart she's very quick in her feet so um and it's mm -hmm. difficult you know we always we always sort of laugh about this it's, it's difficult for her to play a character who always kind of knows what's going to happen mm -hmm. so, yeah being able to surprise Kathy is always something I think people are trying to do in, in the storylines <laughs> Um, but no, she's great. And uh, who else has been there since the beginning? Peter McNeil and Sarah yeah. Power was in one of the movies as well. And uh, I mean, there's been quite a changeover of cast as it moved yeah. to series. Yeah. Right. Um, but some of our crew have been with us since the movies as well. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Well, so what's it like playing Martha? She seems like it would be a really fun character to play. It is fun. It's <laughs> it's you can kind of let all of your most childish instincts you know rule you <laughs> uh I, you know I, I sort of martha just says what comes out of her head and her mind moves very quickly but she's uh you know a little self-centered and a little you know uh, self-involved mm -hmm. um but uh i mean she she talks a lot so i i sort of look at scripts and go oh no because you know there'll be a scene and it'll be like someone will have a line then martha will have a paragraph and then Someone else will have a line and Martha will have another paragraph. <laughs> so it's, it's a lot of words, and um, but I sort of like that about her. I, I actually do better when I have a paragraph now than when someone just gives me one line. I yeah. constantly forget it. Uh, but she takes a lot of energy, and I, and I always try to sort of think of, you know, uh, I, I think ahead. It's not one of those things where you can sort of walk on set and memorize it quickly because I like to think of twists and turns she has lots of changes of mood and changes of direction and I think that's part of her fun that she can mm -hmm. sort of change on a dime yeah yeah I think that her character has grown a lot uh, particularly I felt like season two she grew a lot uh, you uh, had uh, the the thing the, the situation with her son uh, right to get that money and I felt like that was a big sort of growth moment for her character yeah it's she's very different I, I love it when I, I love playing that kind of stuff and and I love doing scenes with um 
uh, with my husband, Tom, Martha's husband, mm -hmm. Tom. Mm -hmm. um, and because there's a different side of Martha and he's the one that can kind of go, Martha, you know, yeah. and she, she sort of pulls, it's a very different side of her. And that's, uh, that's also important to show, I think, because sometimes I think a little bit of Martha can go a long way. Yeah. So it's, it's nice I could, I would of, never be tired of Martha. I'm like, just give me all of Martha. <laughs> Oh, you're very sweet. <laughs> Rachel knows, like, Martha is the best part of the show to me. For sure. <laughs> well, well, I certainly try to have fun. I remember, you know, I can drive writers crazy sometimes because I, I I, used to joke that I'd come in with five ideas just because um, I wanted two of them. But I'd ask for sort of three outrageous things. And then finally, they just let me do, you know, the last <laughs> two because they felt sorry for me. When, yeah. So That's I, you know, just good bargaining. <laughs> Well, exactly, exactly. That's what I thought. And, you know, I remember there was a little things like there was a moment and I forget which season it was in. It was about some coffee store coming to town and, mm -hmm. and she was sort of explaining why she was going and saying, but they have those lovely chai tea lattes and I turned into Tai Chi lattes and they were fine with that, you know, but yeah. I, I always ask, but yeah. it's just Martha can be a bit of a Miss Malaprop. So yeah. I, I sort of enjoy finding things like that. My favorite episode, I think, of all is when she get, has laryngitis, and uh, <laughs> I love that. that. Was so funny to see her have to try to uh, not talk. It was was really it was really fun. <laughs> the worst thing that could ever happen to Martha. Yeah, <laughs> you know, the, I have to tell you though, there's sort of a the funny thing was I was really sick during that episode. Oh, really? And I actually lost. Yeah, I lost my voice. But oh. the silly thing was that as the episode went on, because we shoot in blocks of two mm -hmm. over three weeks. So as the episode went on, when her uh, her laryngitis was actually progressing, mine was getting better. So <laughs> I, I had to sort of fight that. Um, but I, it was, yeah, it was sort of serendipitous that I was quite sick doing that. Yeah. That's so method of you to just, just <laughs> I know that's just for it. I sacrificed myself for my art. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what the kind of training you get at those prestigious academies. That is, that's the dedication that I provide as an actor. <laughs> well, I just like to, how you're like so mad at Sam for <laughs> the doctor for like, you like blame him for the laryngitis. <laughs> and I don't know, it's so funny. <laughs> I, love, I love doing scenes with Jamie. Jamie is so fast and so quick and so mm -hmm. funny you throw something at him and he'll throw he'll make it better and throw it back and we rarely get to do scenes together I think we, we sort of joke and say we get to do maybe one or two yeah. you know our our mm -hmm. annual scene together other than the big group scenes but I do uh he's he's also a lot of fun to work with yeah. very smart total pro well, that's so cool so yeah so season three you kind of ended with uh the wedding of uh of michael and uh that was i think a really sweet moment for the character too that, that oh that, you know I, that the writer dean Batali, who wrote that uh you know he's kind of a, a sarcastic ironic kind of cynical guy and his humor can be kind of dark sometimes and um in person and i just i was so astounded those vows that he wrote were so beautiful yeah I just thought they were truly beautiful and um, it made me tear up every time I read them. I, I said he should market it. He should market a wedding box 
that you could buy online with his vows yeah. inside and, you know, some other things. And <laughs> it's just kind of a wedding in a box. I just thought it was, uh, his vows were great. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I thought they were really sweet and really from the heart. And it was just a nice moment for the show. I think. Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah. So can you, without spoilers or anything, can you like tell us <laughs> anything about what's to, what's coming up or, or what it was like to film I, season four or anything? Well, I mean, season four, it's just fun. It's like family. You walk on and it's like we never stopped. You know, the six months previous when we're off hadn't happened and we're right back there. And um, but I can't tell you much. Mm -hmm. Uh, there is a sort of a, Martha has a big twist at the end, and there's sort of a big Ooh. twist for everybody at the end. Um, uh, but you just, you find out more about, you know, all the characters, and it's just their world. Um, and it really is a world of its own. It's funny. I just feel like Middleton is a place. Yeah. It's sort of a, you know, it lives in my head, and as soon as I walk on those sets or walk onto those locations, um, and I love shooting on location. It's just so much easier to be walking down a street and really feel like you're there. But there's a, yeah. um, partly I'm tired. I mean, I'm tired while I'm shooting. So I can't remember. And all the seasons kind of sort of rush together in my head. But there is a, there is a definite twist at the end of this season. Ooh, this is very exciting. Please say Martha gets magic. Please say Martha gets magic. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? Oh, that would be great. That would be great. I never even thought of that. She feels like she's a member of the Merowick family anyway at this point, just walking yeah. into people's houses. I mean, wouldn't it just be amazing if she, like, I looked at my genealogy and I actually am a member of the family. And then it's just like, poof, magic. Ooh, that's a good idea. I hope the writer's listening. Yes. It's funny, when I uh, first started watching the show, I thought, you know, Martha is kind of like if Gilderay Lockhart and Dolores Umbridge had a baby. So it would make sense for her to have magic. <laughs> From Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, so I remember the book. I read the books out loud to my son when he was young. Oh, yeah, that would be, you know, I, I, that's a really interesting idea. I'd actually, I don't know why, but I'd actually never really thought of it. Um, but, but I'd be a bit like Cassie would really have to restrain her because, you know, Cassie makes Martha try to be a better person uh, this is the way i yeah. play it you know martha has all these sort of childish impulses and and she can sort of kathy can catch her eye and martha has to you know learn the lesson and kind of subdue try yeah. desperately to be a better person yeah well I, I i do i feel like she's kind of like okay cassie all right <laughs> <laughs> I, I know <laughs> as long as it doesn't help blairsville yeah Oh, Bearsville, don't get me started. That's like a red flag to a bull. I, I enjoy that. Whenever someone says Blairsville, I just yell, Blairsville. <laughs> well, I know. That was so funny about your, like, because Michael, that's, he's going to set up his, his business in Blairsville. <laughs> it's like, big mistake there. If you, if you, if you'd asked for the money for a business in uh, Middleton, you might have had a shot. <laughs> Well, Blairsville figures kind of prominently in the plot line at the end of the fourth season, too. Ooh, so, um, so exciting. But, uh, for Martha, anyway. Yeah, it's, um, no, and, and when new directors come on the show and when we're sort of standing around reading a script and someone yelled and mentions Blairsville and I have to go, Blairsville? <laughs> <laughs> 
And they always look at me like, well, I, I don't think she'd be that excited. And I said, you don't understand. Someone just mentioned Blairsville. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and Because it, the whole thing, it's filmed in Toronto, right? Uh, yeah, we have a studio just outside Toronto in uh, Etobicoke. And that's where we shoot the interior scenes. And then we shoot the exteriors in Hamilton and Dundas. Dundas mm -hmm. is really, Dundas is where we shot all of the movies on location. And some mm -hmm. in Hamilton, the mayor's office was always this fabulous grand old building called the Scottish Rite in Hamilton. Um, oh. And what we did when we moved to series is that they reproduced all the interiors where we had been shooting on location for the movies. So the mayor's office and in Hamilton at the Scottish Rite was the, the the set was based on that and and Grey House of course they they reproduced they just made it a bit bigger so that it was easier to move around but you know all the interior is is reproduced based on uh, you know the actual location of Grey House yeah yeah because everything else in like ninety percent of the other stuff for Hallmark is all in Vancouver so that's <laughs> true isn't it yeah why don't i ever get a series in vancouver by the ocean walking on the beach i don't understand well I mean, we'll make it we'll make it happen i mean we don't have a lot of pull though we'll just... okay. <laughs> we need to get My you in a christmas one. movie for sure <laughs> oh, no, then, you have, then you have to wear sweaters in august and yeah. you know i'm already i'm already overheated i can't imagine having to do that yeah. but a nice series that's shot by a beach i could see that in my future oh anytime like a, i'm at a beach i'm happy an arc on chesapeake shores Ooh. oh yeah. well yeah i don't know if i fit in they're they're very pretty everyone's very, <laughs> very pretty at the good witch too i shouldn't say that you are um, lovely how dare you <laughs> oh i think you can, you can I think that they could actually, the O'Briens could actually use a, a dose of Martha uh, in in their lives. I mean, honestly, <laughs> it could be in the same cinematic universe, and Martha could just visit Chesapeake Shores and just cause oh. all sorts of trouble. Yes, a crossover yeah. episode. I used to joke about, you know, we were talking about, oh, it's been ten years in The Good Witch, and I said, yep. Yeah. And I said to Catherine, you know, ten years from now, I'll be doing Martha's Middleton Mysteries. I would oh. die. That would be the best day of my life. And everyone can come back for an episode or two. It'd be like Murder, She Wrote, but like, but better. Middleton, she wrote. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. That would be amazing. I, I can't even imagine her and her being like such a busybody over the police department being like, I've solved this crime for you. Amazing. <laughs> I know I miss her when you know it's I I I love the the fact that Sam is the the town doctor and but there's a part of me that misses the dynamic in the movies where Chris Potter was the uh, police chief because it's sort of all yeah. tied in with the town you know yeah um uh and it's it's a it's I, I think it's a it's a bit trickier when you're a doctor because it's not like we're all going to be in the examining room with you while you're you know talking to your patient right. you can't really talk about your patients really so it's yeah. um uh, but I like the episode. There is an episode this year where, uh, this season where um, Cassie and Sam sort of band together, you know, to uh, yeah. to solve a to solve a mystery. And um, yeah. well, at least they yeah, have they, they have Noah Cap's character who is still at the. He's not in it in season four. Oh, oh, oh devastated! <laughs> I 
too bad. I know. You know, I used to love doing scenes with Noah. And I was so dismissive of him in the movies. I had to actually deal with him as chief of police. And <laughs> and so I uh, I was like, well, who am I going to talk to in my office? And they actually, the um, uh, Randall, who plays, uh, oh gosh, what am I, my assistant, Jared, who was, he started in one of the movies and he's been in the show and he's, he, he's in the series um, periodically. And he was in it a bit more this year too. And he's, uh, he's very funny. So I get to talk to him. Uh-huh. Uh, and do scenes with him, but I do miss Noah. He he was a very um, he he just he had the essence of a small town cop. Yeah, you know? yeah, I enjoyed him. I, maybe he's out uh doing all that stuff for Food Network too much now. Uh, oh, and also he's the uh, he's the guy on The Bachelor in Canada. What he is Noah Cap? Yeah, yeah, he does the Canadian version of The Bachelor, The Bachelorette. He's the I don't know what you'd call him, not the announcer, but he's the host. Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah, that sounds like Canadian. Once again, Canadian television way better than U.S. television. <laughs> uh, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. There's, I'm fond of I'm fond of Canadian television too, but I'm a bit of a you know an HBO ad. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> So we like to kind of end our interview with like some silly questions, some just fun questions. Go for it. So, uh, <laughs> the sillier, the better. Yes. Okay. So the first question is, we like to call these our teen beat questions. I don't know if that means anything <laughs> in Canada, but. Yes, I know exactly okay, what you mean. Great. Um, so the first question's pretty difficult. Best ice cream flavor. I'm going to say. There's a, an ice cream store here in the beach. I live in the beach area of Toronto, and it's a local store, and it's called Beach Brownie Fudge. Ooh. Oh my gosh, yum! And it has chunks of brownies and fudge in it. Can't go wrong with that. Okay, well, that's the right yeah. answer. I didn't know that existed, but you nailed it. And then um, the second one is, what is your favorite color? Um, to to do what? I, I don't know. Well, just where? <laughs> Whatever you want. Favorite you color. Say favorite color to look at, favorite color to paint things, whatever. It's, it's up to you. I'm overthinking, it's your interpretation. I'm overthinking this, aren't I? I'm overthinking the Teen Beat <laughs> questions. I can tell. Um, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say purple. Love it. That's my favorite color. Really? I don't yes. wear it much anymore, but I tend to wear black. I'm, I'm monochromatic as I get older. You'll see. As you get older, monochromatic is the way to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, and then what music are you really into right now? This would have been what CD is in your CD player at home, but people don't have those anymore. So, well, <laughs> I can't believe you said that because I was watching television a few nights ago. I was up far too late and there was a Time Life thing advertising rock romance from the 70s which is my you know when I was in boarding school these were the songs I was listening to and I finally caved and actually ordered these 16 oh, CDs did. I don't even have a I don't even have a CD player anymore I, I don't <laughs> even think my computer has a slot for them anymore I'm gonna have to figure out how to download them onto my iTunes account but yeah so you know 70s rock I'm I'm blasting back to the past, oh, and my son plays. My son plays a lot of Radiohead on the piano, which I really love listening to. Radiohead and Bob Dylan. 
Yeah, that's so funny. It reminds me of a, a Seinfeld bit that he does where he's like, there's an hour where all this, where, where all of a sudden you're like, my knives can't cut through a shoe, you know, and like, you're like, <laughs> he's like, like, go to bed. <laughs> I know. And you're screaming at yourself, don't buy this, go to bed. Don't eat yeah. that, go to bed. You know? I'm like, I you- definitely do need those copper bottom pants. <laughs> Yeah. I don't cook. I don't really have an oven, but I need those yeah. pans. You need those. I actually have one of those. And and then you reach for the pint of beach brownie fudge. And that's when you think, <laughs> now I really should be in bed. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Okay. Um, so this next one is, this. a lot of people struggle on this one. Go to date night food. Uh, I don't date. I'm, I think I'm past the dating age. But well, what about your personal a date with yourself? <laughs> date with myself. Um, uh, I I think. Oh, you mean is this your favorite food? Because date night food says to me food you don't want to eat in front of another person. Yeah, I'm with you there. But, yeah, <laughs> like you know, giant messy hamburgers or yeah, no, um, nothing that will smell bad no yeah. like you know yeah. based on your guys like for me date night food and favorite food is the same thing but this might be really? why I'm single because i'm like bring <laughs> the onions. that might be the that might be the thing yeah no i the think thing like, you eat you're by yourself i think steak is perfect for a date because it's just like orderly and you can just cut it and yeah and you're like i'm, I'm worth it <laughs> you're worth it that's right and then also it takes a while. So you can look down, you can cut it. You don't always yeah. have to be looking at the other person. Give you an out. No, I, um, yeah. I've recently got into making, because my son loves them, Yorkshire puddings. And oh. we've been experimenting with um, dessert Yorkshire puddings. I know that sounds bizarre. And it is. Now that I'm saying it out loud, I'm kind of embarrassed. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to go with steak. Here, there you go. No, I'm actually I'm I'm on Team Yorkshire pudding, so we're gonna <laughs> say that's your answer, your official answer. <laughs> oh no, no, it's gonna go on my record. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then this next one, it's similar, so we're gonna have the same fight probably. <laughs> go to date night activity. Because <laughs> Homer Channel is. I'm 57 years old. I don't date. I'll tell you, all the young kids just keep saying, go to a movie, which is lame, I think. They actually go to a movie? No, that's good to hear in a way. (laughs) Well, we have established, though, on this show that it's better to, instead of doing dinner and a movie, that you want to do movie and dinner for a date. So you can talk about it dinner. That's right. Yeah exactly yeah no, that's that's good and also if the movie is her you know if, if something horrendous happens during the movie then you can say oh my goodness yeah i just got an emergency call and i have to go um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly i think you know, when i reach back into my brain i mean i never really i never really did date i mean i sort of feel like i i don't know um uh I just hate the word, but I think doing something more active in the state, like going bowling or go for a walk, go bowling. I have dogs, yeah, bowling, you know, um, but for myself, all I seem to do is stand on sets and then go home and watch Netflix. So what are you watching on Netflix right now? Sorry, I'm being intrusive, but I just need to know. <laughs> what do you like? 
I just rewatched Downton Abbey. All oh. of it. Oh, love. And, and I deeply enjoyed it the second time around, I have to say. Yes. I love Downton Abbey. Uh, it, that was totally, I like anything like, I'm a total Anglophile. Love anything like, well, most anything. Me, me too. Me too. Yeah. Over there in England. The next question, I think they already know the answer to because you snuck it in in the last one, but dogs or cats? <laughs> well, uh, both, actually. I, I had um, at one point a couple of years ago, because I inherited both my father's dog and my mother's dog, mm-hmm. and I had our, our own. We I had three dogs and four cats. <gasps> so now I'm down to uh, two dogs and three cats. But they're all ancient. Everybody, I have this geriatric stable of animals. The cats are 18 and 16, uh-huh. and the dogs are 15 and 13. So you're just kind of having the, the like, best life ever. <laughs> I've always had too many animals. My, some of my friends refer to me as Dr. Doolittle. So I've always had too many animals. I could never imagine not having a dog. I can really imagine not having cats. In fact, I sort of fantasize about it. I've already calculated how old I'm going to be by the time they're all dead. Oh, don't say dead. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, passed on. I don't know. No, they, uh, but they, they, they're a lot of trouble. Cats, I think people think cats are no trouble, but they are. They're a lot of trouble. They are. They're, and they're just so rude, but I love them. They're such divas. <laughs> rude. <laughs> they are. <laughs> They're like, oh, you're peacefully sleeping. Well, I, I hope you liked breathing because now I'm on your face. Like cats are the worst. <laughs> when I always, every room you go into in my house has two dogs and three cats on it. In it, you know, yeah. it's, I go to some people's houses and they'll say, oh, I'm so sorry, I have three cats. And I'll look around and go, well, where are they? Yeah. They say, oh, they hide under the bed when people come. And I just look at them and say, you are so lucky. <laughs> my cats are the most intrusive, needy. And they sort of act like dogs. They beg for food. They, you know. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah, we have uh, we have too many animals and a turtle. It's oh. currently in the bathtub because I'm having an algae problem in her tank. Mm. So she's occupying a bathtub at the moment. Oh wow, that's good. that's funny. <laughs> All right, and then the next one is beaches or mountains. Uh, I'm gonna say. I love both, but I'm going to say beaches. That's uh, mm-hmm. Rachel. Rachel feels that's the correct answer. She yes. <laughs> I love be- being at the beach so much. I don't know. All right. Yeah, I don't even. I don't even have to go in the water. I just want to walk on a beach. Oh, the best. Yeah, Rachel's Rachel loves beach. Um, okay, and then the next one is like a fancy ball gown or sweats. Oh, sweats. What are you talking about? That's, <laughs> there's no question. Sure. I don't like getting dressed up. I hate it. Yeah. A woman after my I own heart. Uh, well, I, it's funny. I, I wore the same thing. We have award shows here. They were called the Geminis, and they've changed the name to the Canadian Screen Awards. And I won two Geminis in the past, but mm-hmm. I, I joked because I wore the same outfit for 10 years. Every time I was nominated and I, had a, I have a friend who's a casting director and she'd always call me up and go, we really, because she does the same thing. And she said, we really need to buy a new outfit this year. I said, yeah, let's go do that. Let's go buy a new outfit. And then we'd never get around to it. And we're <laughs> the same thing we always wore 
And when I won the first Gemini, she looked at me and said, now you're going to have to go get another outfit because it's been on camera. And I went, oh, no. <laughs> you can't win again in the same outfit. That would just be too sad. Yeah. <laughs> and favorite holiday? Uh, favorite holiday? Um, you mean where? No, I, like, no, no uh, like like Christmas or Halloween, Halloween. Halloween. oh 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 uh, I'm gonna say Christmas yeah it's it's kind of hard to beat Christmas it's, it's, it is. it's... <laughs> do you guys have kids do either of you have kids no we don't have kids but, See, uh... once you become a mom Christmas is can be an incredibly stressful <laughs> yeah. time of year because mothers kind of pull Christmas out of the air you know yeah. realize uh, there's a great Family Guy episode where Lois um, is doing everything for Christmas and just going slightly crazy. And at one point she's standing in the kitchen and she says to her son, you know, can you hand me the paper towels? And he just looks at her and goes, I don't know where they are. And they're sitting right there on the counter and her head just explodes and she runs through the wall. <laughs> and I've always, that's the way Christmas sometimes makes me yeah. feel, but I love having a tree and uh i just and i love cooking the yeah. stuffing in the turkey i don't know i love the house my sister's a vegetarian she can't stand it because the house smells like turkey and stuffing for you know 12 hours <laughs> that's funny you know it's so true because i uh, i was thinking about this the the other day that i was looking at a bunch of pictures of uh, my mom my mom's finally an empty nester she had like she had like kind of two families. It's complicated. But anyway, she was like, a, she had kids at the house for forever. And, uh, and she finally an empty nester. And I was like, man, your pictures, you look so happy. <laughs> she looks so happy. And, uh, and I realized I'm like every picture of my mom for like, you know, 35 years, it was like, at some kind of family gathering or something where she was working super hard and she looked super tired. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. That's very funny. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she's cooked for like 12 people and then, yeah. Oh, let's take a picture. Yeah. <laughs> she's exhausted. I know. And nobody can help you. You know, when you have these sort of holiday meals down pat, it's, yeah. oh, well, my son's really good about, he's back with me for a while. And he's, uh, he's really good about, you know, finding recipes for me to cook. But, you know, <laughs> the whole video thing, you know, going onto YouTube and being able to find recipes. So I have, I have been more, uh, I'm out of my rut. My rut. Oh, good. That's yeah. the Yorkshire puddings. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And they're obscenely easy to make. That's the thing that nobody tells you about Yorkshire puddings. They look like they should be really hard. And they are the easiest thing in the world. Well, they're just like a popover, basically, right? I don't okay, know. Yeah, it's like a it's like a popover, but like you put like beef drippings or something in the thing. Right. What? Uh, this sounds amazing. How have I never had a Yorkshire pudding before? Oh, with roast beef, but then here's the thing. You can add, you know, you can make not savory ones. You can make you can add onions and thyme to them, or you could do things like uh, a little vanilla and some sugar or chocolate, mm. you know, and all of a sudden you've got a dessert Yorkie with maple syrup. It's mm. amazing. And then this next one is really hard for Canadians because you don't even have the Hallmark Channel. So favorite Hallmark movie. And we will not be mad if you just pick one of the good witches. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's funny because we have uh, all of the Hallmark movies play up here on the W Network. Oh. So from... 
after Good Witch sort of, you know, starts the fall season off with the, you know, Halloween. And after that, it seems right up until Christmas, they're just Christmas movies. And I I have to say, there's one, and it's because of the title that I love it. Um, I do love the, you know, I do love the Good Witch movies. In fact, the very first Good Witch movie is, you know, probably my favorite. Uh Um, Just because, you know, stuff happens and it was all being set up. And yeah, it was sort of new and different and yeah but uh, there's a christmas movie that hallmark does it's called it's christmas carol and i just oh. love the title so much yeah and it's one of those things where it doesn't matter what time i turn on the tv during that period of november till you know whatever it's always on and i always <laughs> sit there and watch it because it's christmas carol i love it yeah and and uh, that's carrie fisher one right yeah. yes i love yes. oh my god yeah, yeah. Uh, I love that one and uh, I just love how snarky she is and like it, <laughs> it it's very loose adaptation of Christmas Carol uh, which is fine uh, but because like they they just have they don't even have the the three uh, the three ghosts they just have her the whole time <laughs> which is so funny uh, they just have her taking her all the way because why why do you need more ghosts if you have Carrie Fisher <laughs> yeah. and she's the best that's true yeah of course the good witch movies are my favorite in case anyone's listening from the show <laughs> absolutely my favorite um uh but yeah I, I do really enjoy there's something about sitting there and watching these movies and the christmas movie you could literally sit there all night sometimes there are three or four on a night yeah, yeah. we know we- <laughs> Christmas year because we just started the podcast this year it was like by December 19th we were both like um are you are you alive still (laughs) (laughs) it was it was intense uh because there were many weekends where we had four new movies in one week plus they re they rebroadcast the old one yeah yeah you know so it's yeah, no, it's, uh, but they get huge numbers and yeah. tons of people. It's sort of a tradition, you know? Yeah. yeah. And we would love to have you back at the, maybe at the end of the season and talk about. Anytime. Thank you. So- Anytime. And we can, we can, we can discuss the twist once it shows. On yes. Four. I'm so excited about the twist. Well, <laughs> we will definitely we'll do that. <laughs> I shouldn't call it a twist. It's more of a surprise. Yeah. I'll anything, if it's anything that is for Martha, I'm involved. I yeah. want to know what it is. I'm excited about it. We are so excited for the new season, and we'll definitely be covering it here on the podcast. And so, you guys want to make sure you uh, tune in and uh, and let us know what uh, what your favorite episodes of The Good Witch are in the comments or uh, on Twitter, and. Uh, and I know you're not a big social media buff, but uh, is there any uh, any way that you like people to reach out to you? Do you have a webpage or anything like that? I don't. I'm kind of a social media phobe, I have to say. <laughs> um, and I, 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 and recent political events have proven me correct. But I uh, and, <laughs> understandable. <laughs> no, but I, I feel your good vibes in the atmosphere. Uh, well, good. Right. Little story about how backwards I am when it comes to, you know, because uh, I really do. I'm I'm so thankful when fans come up and talk to me, and when they say they like shows or things that I've been in. I feel very grateful because I'm very grateful to have this work, and uh, and that people appreciate watching shows that I'm in. 
but I got a letter and I was going through a box. I moved a couple of years ago, sold my house a few years ago, and I'm still going through boxes that have been in storage for literally, I don't know, 10, 15 years. Mm -hmm. And I found a letter that someone had sent me with a Jean Grey card and asked me to sign it and send it back. It was for their son, who probably now has a family of his own. It's been that long. <laughs> and I thought, oh, well, this will be interesting. And so I signed it and sent it to this address. And I don't know whether they ever got it or whether they still lived at this address, but they must have been shocked when the ma they opened the mail and found this thing that they'd sent literally like 18 years ago, and it's coming back to them. So that's how bad I am at, uh, at keeping up with, I can barely change all the light bulbs in my house. So that's funny. Uh, yeah, but that would be, uh, <laughs> there's probably not even the same person living there. And you'd be like, oh my gosh, I just got a random a signed card from <laughs> Catherine Disher. This is exciting. I know. I should have checked to see if it was on eBay. So uh, where can people find you? Um, as always, I'm at Amber Brainwaves on Twitter, and that's it. Yeah, and you can follow me at Rachel's Reviews on uh, iTunes and on YouTube, and I review every animated film that comes out. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I love animation, so... Uh, and uh, I recently had my review for the masterpiece that was Sherlock Gnomes, uh, and you can find that <laughs> you can find that on my channel. And uh, so make sure you're subscribed there, and make sure you're following us here on, on the podcast on social media on Hallmarkies Pod and Instagram and on Twitter. We do our live uh, uh, Twitter. Uh, uh, live Twitter feeds uh, to all of the shows and we'll be doing that for the good witch. And, uh, and then we, we post daily on our Instagram and so make sure you're tuned in there and uh, thank you so much for agreeing to talk to us. We had such a blast. Oh, you guys are a pleasure to talk to and I'm going to make sure to listen to your podcast. You, you're great. I really enjoyed it. Oh, well, thanks. Uh, and yes, we'll definitely hold you up to that uh, and talk uh, again at the end of the season. I look forward to it. Okay. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>